Welcome to Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z, the ultimate guide for real estate investors. I'm your host, Steph Boldrini. We cover everything you need to know from finding and analyzing properties to financing and managing your investments. Tune in every week for experts' insights and tips so you can make your commercial real estate dreams come true. And in today's episode, I will be covering how you can prosper in this challenging commercial real estate market. It is funny to see that it is challenging both when things are going up and up and up because it's hard to find deals in that kind of market. And in today's market is challenging because interest rates are extremely high. We're going to go over six different topics. And while some of these may be obvious, it is still important to keep them in mind. So here we go. Number one, understand market dynamics, especially if you are going into a brand new market that you don't know anything about. And especially if you are an operator building a significant project, in which case local people that are owning a ton of real estate there, they may have a lot of political strings that they can use to delay your project or even make sure that your project never happens. And as evil as this sounds and sad, there are companies that do that. So if you're getting into a brand new market, building a significant project, hire at least a couple of local consultants so they can help you understand who is who in the zoo? And if there are potential firms that will make your life difficult. So here are some action steps for this bullet point of understanding market dynamics. Don't forget about the basics. As we all know, real estate is extremely localized and it's not because the entire country is going through a difficult time that particular markets will go through a difficult time. Miami is still booming like crazy. Some cities in Texas are still booming like crazy. There are a lot of people moving there still. And not much, in my opinion, will change in these markets. So go back to basics. Is the market still growing? Does it have a diverse range of industries? Does it have a low poverty rate? What are the housing statistics, such as appreciation over the last decade and average household income? If you are not in a major market, is it near a major city that has been growing over the last few years? Now let's go to number two, define your investment objective. Who are you? What do you want to do? Where do you want to see your money grow? Are you more on the conservative side or are you more of a risk taker looking for a potentially bigger upside? Are you looking for long-term appreciation? For example, the Bay Area, I think, still will have good appreciation on homes. Or are you looking for income, right? If you buy a house in the Bay Area, it's you're definitely going to be on the red in terms of NOI. However, it's going to appreciate. Or are you looking for cash flow right now? In which case, you would have to buy in a different market. 
and what are the assets that align with your goals. So I'm pretty sure it is around the corner that offices in San Francisco will be at a big time sale because there aren't too many people working from the office right now. I know people that work at Facebook today, almost April 2023, and it's a ghost town. There once extremely vibrant campuses that had all kinds of cafeterias. It was literally like Disneyland with nail salons, banks, dry cleaner, hairdressers, not counting the huge amount of different food cafes that they had, coffee shops, barbecue cafes, vegan cafes, all of that people going left and right. Today is a ghost town, is a completely different campus. And also understand that CEOs are realizing that the employees are more productive if they're working at least three days in the office. So if you think that people will be coming back in the office in the next, let's say, three to five years, then you should start potentially buying office in cities like the Bay Area. So going back to defining your investment objective, your action step here is also to evaluate if you are comfortable buying something during this economic time. Are you, do you have two years worth of mortgage payments that you can put on the side just in case? Look at the previous economic downturns. How long did they take to recover? When was a good time to buy? It is impossible to predict when the best time to buy for anything is. However, we can buy during the next several months, I believe, and it will be at a discount rate as we are already seeing brokers sending emails, at least one a day, if not two price reduction emails. So yes, your payment is going to be higher as we covered before. It's going to be slightly higher. However, your down payment is going to be smaller because the cap rate is going up and the price of the property is at a big discount. So how long can you pay this extra interest until interest rates hopefully start to go down? Number three, consider passive investment options. We all know that we can all invest passively in some deals. And if you don't have time or if you do not want to do the work of finding deals, analyzing them, negotiating a contract, going through the due diligence, getting a loan, closing on the deal, getting investors and operating the deal. If you don't have time to do these things, you might want to invest in other people's deals as a passive investor. So your action step here is to write down what are the pros and cons of both of these options. And this leads us right into the next step, which is to diversify your portfolio. So diversification is really important to mitigating risk and as we learned a couple of podcasts ago, the ultra wealthy have as much as 50% of their portfolio in alternative assets. So let's say I own real estate, 50% of everything that I own is going to be put in something outside of real estate. So this can be in stock market, 
It can be energy, oil and gas, or anything else that you may be interested in. So your action step here is to define three assets that are non-correlated to each other. For example, real estate and the stock market. Real estate is on a different market swing. It does not go up and down with the stock market or energy, for example. Look at what the government subsidizes. What is the government encouraging today? You might want to look at investing in whatever the government is subsidizing this year and next year. Now let's move on to number five. Partner up with experienced professionals. As you may know by now, I have been doing real estate full time for five years. And just now I'm finally doing my very first syndication. Not only because I wanted to make sure that I invested in my own deals and I learned the lessons with my own money first, but also you have to learn your asset class inside and out. And also you need time to learn how to find good deals or to partner up with people. And they have to be the right people. Not only that, you need to bring value to these people. Because if they're the right people, they have many options of partnerships with other people. So what are you bringing to the table so that they will want to partner up with you? For example, last year I had a couple of deals that I could have had one investor invest in the entire deal because he needed some depreciation. And I was feeling really good about the deals, but I was, I was feeling 90%. I was not 100% on these two deals and we were in contract. And if I wake up in the middle of the night worried about the deal, I think that's a big red flag, especially because it's other people's money. And I take investors' money way more seriously than my own money because I know what I can afford. And so I decided to get out of contract for these properties. So now this year I finally was able to find partners that I'm feeling 100% confident in these deals. And not only do they have a fantastic track record, I have a really good gut feeling about them. So now I finally can have a deal that I feel 100% about sharing with my people. And I even tell our investors because this is my very first indication, I tell people, you know, you should go find somebody that I'm not telling you to reach out, that we know in common, find somebody and ask them about me. You have to do your own due diligence outside of anyone that I may give you as a reference for you to contact and ask questions. You should actually go find somebody that I don't even know that you're gonna be contacting this person that we know in common, and ask them about what they've experienced working with me. And I think you should do that for any operator that you're looking at doing business with. Remember what happened with that retail guy that is being investigated by the SEC? Whoever were the, the new investors, you know, it's I, I don't think it's a good idea to just listen to these people in a podcast and think that just because they're being interviewed in a podcast, they have been vetted. You should be talking to people that have actually invested with them. And besides that, 
when you find that new operator that you're going to be doing business with, make sure that you do a deep dive on their underwriting for each property. And if you don't know how to do a deep dive, if you don't understand all the numbers, hire somebody to look at the numbers and ask the questions. Just hire somebody that has the experience and will guide you through each step of the way. I cannot highlight how important this is, even if it costs you $1,000 to have somebody take a look at the underwriting. This can save you <laughs> tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars later if you are avoiding making a mistake. And last but not least, focus on the long-term value. Over the last two centuries, about 90% of the world's millionaires in today's dollars have been created by investing in real estate. And we all know that real estate goes up. It's a great hedge against inflation. Whatever the prices were for homes 50 years ago, they don't even exist anymore. Prices of real estate have been going up for as long as we have been alive and so it's really important to keep that in mind keep the long-term view of real estate if you're buying your own properties i love holding properties forever i think that's how you really build generational wealth so think about that not only will the value of your property go up, your rental income will go up as well over time. So your action step here is to decide what asset classes you really enjoy, what are you comfortable investing in during this downturn, and take the next step. As the prominent real estate mogul Senzel says, all the opportunity in the world means nothing if you don't actually pull the trigger. Another quote, only dead fish go with the flow. This was a quote that my mentor used to say all the time, and I absolutely love this quote. Only dead fish go with the flow. If you want to be ahead of the curve, you have to take advantage of opportunities when nobody else is. And a human flaw of human beings is that whatever situation we are in, if we are in good economic times or if we're in bad economic times, the flaw is that we never think that will ever end. But guess what? It will end unless there's a catastrophe, of course, uh, that we, are, we cannot foresee. But it has ended. It will end. And Whoever takes advantage of these times are the ones that are going to reap the benefits. We have all been preparing for this for the longest time, and now it's showtime. And I want to let you guys know that how happy I am that our podcast was named one of the best commercial real estate podcasts in the world by Business Insider. It was a really nice surprise to wake up to that I don't think I shared with you guys yet. So thank you for being a great audience. Thank you for all of our guests. You all know that I really, really go out of my way to find the best guests for the podcast so that you can learn something new and different and genuine and also from people that are not 
out there looking at being other people's podcasts and trying to sell something that none of us want to buy. So if you haven't already, please make sure to write us a review on the podcast, a written review if possible. That really would help us a lot. If you have learned valuable things in this podcast, I would really appreciate that. It really does take a ton of time and effort to find the great guests and to figure out a topic that is interesting to all of you guys and that you will learn something from. Last but not least, we have confirmed Ken McElroy and Neil Bawa for our conference in October. So mark your calendars, October 19th and 20 this year, Thursday night and Friday all day. The website is being created right now and we're going to announce the conference when it's ready to go. And we're going to have amazing topics for advanced strategies for real estate investing. So make sure to subscribe on the website at monicarlorei.com so we can send all of that information to you. And I will see you next time.